coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hello, I'm Barbara Gon Mueller. Welcome to the Peace Podcast. Peace Podcast, think of those words that when you listen to this program today with Mondar app, you're going to find out a way that not only you can be peaceful, because that's the core of his program, but how you can help others who may be tragically involved with gangs or involved with things that are not suiting their lifestyle. And he's going to teach us a bit about that. But let me just tell you about Mandar. I had the honor of being at the Rotary World Peace Conference with Mandar. I wasn't in his session because I was also giving a session. I was talking about how to have peace in your daily life. And he was probably talking about how he has brought, I don't know if you want to call them criminals or you want to call them people who have been on the wrong path working with the police and how meditation has saved them. I remember watching his beautiful, beautiful introductions to his movies, and he was saying words like this, if you breathe right, you can breathe into the pain. You can breathe so that you can wipe out the angst that you're feeling. And I watched these gang members talking about meditating. Oh, Mandar, I'm so excited. Mandar is the executive director for in, from India with Love. He's a visiting scholar at the School of Conflict Analysis 2016, and today's his anniversary. I am so honored. Four years ago, Mandar ch life changed. He's going to tell you about how the compassion and the meditation taught from his heart to those who needed it. He is, has taught leadership programs using meditation practices. I could go on for about two hours because I had the honor of hearing him at the Rotary Peace E-Club for World Peace. Mandar, without further ado, I don't want to take one more minute, but I want to say I love you, I thank you, and please, please start your program today on your anniversary with what you want us to know about your program, and then I'll ask you a few questions. Yeah, Barbara, thank you very much. Uh, uh, we inspire each other, so I remember our conversation about a year ago when we were introduced by uh, another Rotarian. And uh, today, four years ago today, I was uh, working at Shell Oil. I was a petroleum engineer, head of innovation for Shell. And I was on a holiday in India. And uh, I was reading the bio autobiography of Dr. King. And I read a chapter of 30 pages of his travel to India, which I did not know anything about. And so uh, as an engineer, I put, uh, a hypothesis in my mind that when Martin Luther King Jr. had traveled to India 60 years ago, Mahatma Gandhi had died. So the two men never met each other. But we all know how influenced uh, Dr. King is and how he talks about Gandhi as, uh, you know, his spiritual guide, his uh, mentor, things like that. So. I had this hypothesis that it was not a physical meeting with Gandhi the person, 
that uh, you know had that transformative impact on MLK, but it was meeting with the people of India and uh, tasting the culture and wisdom of India during his five-week journey that may have given him a you know a, 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 a experience of non-violence in action. And so I called a few civil rights leaders that I know and I interviewed them about the leadership style, the change in leadership style before and after the India trip. And uh, with that, I you know, was empowered to uh, think of another journey that uh, America needed to go on. Because as we all know, four years ago was a historic election campaign year. And uh, having spent about two decades in the US, I felt obliged to do whatever I could to bring some sanity and to bring some, uh, you know, how can I say it, uh, humanity. I think that is what I was uh, interested in because violence uh, doesn't see skin color, violence doesn't see bank balance, it doesn't see what are your political and social views and so i started you know connecting some dots like in especially here in the country where i live the incidents of school shootings or you know terror attacks in london and paris like all these things can happen to me my neighborhood school uh, and later on i might regret that hey what did i do why did i wait for promoting compassion and all that so all that was in my head I was reading, as I was reading the autobiography and uh, within one month uh, I had completed the documentary film production uh, and you know that uh, film it uh, transformed my life as well because I was a privileged uh, Shell employee traveling 200 days a year and uh, you know meeting with these six individuals that were with me in India that took my invitation, that trusted me, that came with me on this pilgrimage. Uh, they are heroes. They are truly, uh, you know, warriors of peace. And uh, I, I committed myself that day that I will hold myself accountable. And uh, we all need to come together to do whatever we can uh, to end suffering, I think. so. As we go through life, pain is associated with life, whether it's, you know, a loss of a job or a loss of a dear one or a divorce or an earthquake, whatever that life event may be, it is associated with pain. But suffering is optional. And so that is where, uh, you know, my meditative practices that have helped me personally to get over my own challenges. I felt like we should uh, share this wisdom of the East, which is a universal wisdom. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that if you are in the West, you cannot practice yoga or meditate. But we need to adapt it. We need to, you know, educate people on the science and the benefits of such a practice. And you just said the word, educate people on the benefits and the science of spiritual awakening. And I remember watching your promos for your movies that these gangsters, former gangsters, were now leaders, leaders in their gang. 
And they were doing things that you're talking about that never would I have expected. The Crips to be able to hug a policeman, have a policeman look at him with respect. And in a secure location, I saw miracles on your films. And I saw the miracle of this child who was wounded, who is now maybe 25 and, and on the verge of more violence, change just like you changed. Four years ago, the power of that Martin Luther King biography. Isn't that amazing? How when you are ready, the teacher will show up and often it's a book. And in this case, it was a book and your willingness to make yourself accountable. So as I look at you, I say, thank you. But I also look at you with new respect because you're taking this program worldwide now. Talk about that and how, maybe you can give us two or three pointers and then how you're taking it worldwide. Yeah, so you know, this phenomenon of growing uh, senseless violence, whether it's depression or suicides or bullying or mass shootings or global terrorism, you name it. It is happening everywhere in the world. It is not, uh, no corner of the world is today uh, immune to this. It's happening everywhere. And we it's have like all become trigger, isn't it? It's a senseless violence trigger that happens. And then you yeah. can't change it. Yeah, so what I, what I observe is that whenever that act of violence happens, uh, we come together as a society and we put flowers and candles and show our compassion. But we go back to our silos. We go back to that state of, uh, hey, it's never going to happen to me. Uh, so that is where I would say the work that we have started here in Los Angeles uh, is going to be, you know, uh, hopefully inspirational to people in other communities where there are these, you know, news stories of violence, like for example, Chicago, Milwaukee, Baltimore. Um, but it could be also parents and educators that uh, are are thinking. School incidences, they cannot happen in my neighborhood. I live in such a beautiful neighborhood. So I hope that our work is inspiring people who are by nature good, by nature peaceful, but we are keeping that peace to ourselves. So that is where hopefully this work inspires people who are sitting on the fence that, hey, come on, let's put a flame, let's put a torch on compassion and nonviolence, and even let's be selfish about it. Let's bring peace education to my child's school. Uh, you know, because today children are uh, anxious. They are scared. Parents are scared uh, because they, they don't are. know when this new incident will happen in which area of the U.S. Well, you know, there's I, invite, I would invite uh, people who are listening to your podcast that uh, my work is just, uh, you know, not even the tip of the iceberg there's a huge mountain of work ahead and it can only happen where we uh, work with each other and there's a theme that comes through in your movies and, and in the way you talk and that is an inner peace when i interviewed 85 the 2016 rotary world peace conference speakers i asked the question what does peace mean to you and every one of them without fail said it begins with me. It begins inside. 
Well, that's what you're carrying around the world with you. Isn't that right, Mandar? That you're carrying that inner peace and making it available to others. Yeah, I mean, I am just one of the thousands of yoga and meditation practitioners and teachers that uh, believe in this concept and are uh, sharing it with the world we live in. I would include all forms of yoga, all forms of meditative practices. Uh, my spiritual teacher, meditation teacher is my inspiration. But there are so many others that are also doing the same. So I would not discount anybody else. I think everyone needs to go through that inner peace and crystallize your own being and then it shines like a diamond outside. So we can promote peace outside, but it has to come from that source of love and joy that you have to work on yourself, like Martin Luther King Jr. or Gandhi or Mother Teresa. Tell us your websites. Yeah, the website for uh, two projects that I'm currently holding space for. The first is called fromindiawithlove.org. And that has access to the documentary film as well as leaders who are interested in going on the pilgrimage to India. Uh -huh. I, take, uh, I take two or three pilgrimages to India. Um, so you are welcome to come with us. But it is not a vacation. It is a hard, it is hard work to discover yourself, uh, I would say. And the second work that I'm uh, leading the space for, the website is citiesforpeace.org. C-I-T-I-E-S, number four, peace.org. And that is the work we are doing in communities and neighborhoods uh, that uh, are, I would say, struggling with violence. And we are working with law enforcement, civic organizations, governmental organizations, non-governmental organizations to put together, uh, you know, counter story, counter story that peace and non-violence is possible. Uh, especially in LA, we have achieved these three uh, unique characteristics from our program. The first is using meditation and yoga practice to show that both the police as well as community members, perpetuators of violence can find healing and self-care and improve their mental well-being and resilience. The second is a unique way to bring community and police together. So build trust between communities and police. Um, and the third and the more important one is community members, former perpetrators of violence, can we empower them to become ambassadors of peace and nonviolence in their communities? So that is where, uh, you know, the people who graduate from this intensive nonviolence boot camp they are trained on spreading the knowledge of yoga meditation in their own communities because that community trusts them. They have, you know, they are much more uh, respected in their own neighborhoods. So these are the three aspects of the work in LA. And uh, if anybody wants to, you know, bring one or some of these aspects in any neighborhood you live in, in any city of the world you live in, we are welcome to work with you. So, my dear listeners and fellow worshipers of peace, I want you to know that this is Mandar Apt, M-A-N-D-A-R-A-P-T-E, 
a man who has lived the wisdom of Gandhi and Martin Luther King, who has 17 years of meditation practice and is in that kind of, I, I call it the Spotify of life. That you Spotify the life that you want and you can bring it to the world. And I'm just bringing up Spotify because you're going to be able to see Mandar on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Sound. And bring your friends together, sit down, look at this video together and have a conversation. And then look at the promos, the premieres of their movies that he has talked about and practice that breathing that brings you in harmony with yourself and with the world. Mandar, I would like you to have the final word. Tell me, what is it we should all know today? Well, this is the long weekend, Valentine's weekend, as we say. So uh, one of the teachings that I have heard and from my teacher is uh, make yourself a Valentine first. Right. So, Mandar, I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you said the word Valentine, because when I watched your shows again, your programs, I kept seeing the love, that love is the answer. And to me, that's why Valentine's Day is so impressive, because it's when you share your love and you don't have to give presents. You just have to share the love that you feel for people. And I always end my conversations with people, not goodbye, but I love you. And I really do. I really do love them. I love humanity. Even those who are not necessarily on the right track, I still love them because I know that they are, came from, There's everybody has something wonderful in them, and I know that. And so, love, is, love is not just an emotion. It is also our nature. It is. And when we are filled with anger, frustration, jealousy, sadness, depression, we are just staying away from our nature. So just learning how to clean this diamond will show you that the diamond is in you, the Gandhi is in you. Uh, you don't have to go look for anything outside. That doesn't mean you don't get inspired by people like Gandhi, but we don't put them on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. But their journey must have also been hard. It's not easy. And so when, when I think you have that self-love and self-compassion, Surrounding yourself with people who are also in that space gives you the the feeling of, hey, we can do it because alone you cannot do it. We cannot do it alone and we need each other's help to hold our hands, you know, hug, rest on the shoulder sometimes. So that is, that is uh, where it's a collaboration. It's interdependence. It's not, you cannot do it independently. You are listening to Mandar Apt. Um... I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller, and I just hope that you will go to the websites that he gave you today, and I hope you will invite your friends to listen to this Peace Podcast, because this Peace Podcast has so much wisdom in the realm of violence, uh, conflict, and how we can change our world one person at a time. One person at a time. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for all the work that you do. And I will visit you in Santa Barbara and we will have a meal and we will talk more on the beach. I would love that. Mandar, you are my wonderful friend. Um, your spirit is now in harmony with mine and I so appreciate you and I appreciate Gandhi and I appreciate all the peacemakers who have gone before us on whose shoulders we stand. And what a 
privilege we have had that we can bring the peace to others. And I invite our listeners to tune in again next week for Peace Podcast. I'm Barbara Gunn-Mueller. Our programs are about health, happiness, and a better world. And you know we can all be part of that. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thank you.